Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. You're welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to be praying. And I'd like to read the scripture to us. First Timothy 2. Verse 1. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of things be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Right now, I'm going to be praying for the nations of the earth. Hallelujah. You're going to pick a country and pray for that nation. And we're going to pray for the salvation of souls everywhere, all around the world. We're also going to pray for the salvation of the souls of our loved ones. Hallelujah. We're going to declare words that those ones who are yet to come to the knowledge of Christ, they are coming speedily to the knowledge and the truth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. They are giving their hearts to Christ. And I see many more being converted. Hallelujah. Many more accepting the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We're praying for the nations of the earth. We're declaring that in every nation, in every territory, Jesus Christ is Lord of all hallelujah and many many around the world are receiving salvation let us begin to pray even now Rabba <laughs> <laughs> 
Parapas, 
Lord, it is your greatest will and desire that all men everywhere, hallelujah, receive salvation and come to the knowledge of the truth. Of everything that you have done for us in Christ Jesus. Yes, in Name of the Lord Jesus, we decree concerning our loved ones, concerning our seven Ushkele Mundi, in Kapora Katela Kasataya, men everywhere all around the world, Le Crossofra Kadila Kratoshte Ilabahaya, Bongrodokoboshutu, those we walk with, those in our Aeon, who are here to receive Christ, Bali Kosofeki Alakastuzi, La Kororoshte Kilamandi, Longrodokoboshu city leki koporoshi bongoroko city kakarada lika karoste ilakrondo rokoboshike belekiste belekilo grondo krokoboshata baliko sarela krondo shufalada lento le grupsta kariosta ata ratoli abakasata yes hallelujah many are coming to the knowledge of the truth rakoria doshta kabaya balakasata kabaya labashata beliko sotokoboko city kibaya bali Oh, hallelujah, legacy, Balarabaya. We see many hallelujah. Leko Shofreke di Bayarabasata, Tosa Caparabasata Cabaya, Bondo Coboco to Tocoboco City Gibaya, Mesuse Fishufenege, many, many, many around the world receiving salvation, hallelujah. Leko Bong Rodosto, Rocobo Sufreki Cabarabasata, Paricosta Aclacadia, Ecasisa. Kabaya, Bali Kerebo Soto Kobaya, Mondekika Bali Kerebo Soto, Leki Kavela Krosta Kabaya, Oh Hallelujah, Yende Kisekebaya Basata, Bala Koshta Kabaya, thank you, precious Father, Lika Sata Kabaya, everywhere around the world, in our aeons, in our families, they are coming to the knowledge of the truth, Hallelujah, Yeki Kabasata, salvation for all men, salvation for all men, salvation for all men, Lento Farikosta. In the Atalabaya, Bala Koshte Kila Bradagasta. 
Elika souvlenishte elemonde ingrodoshta kabaya from far and wide hallelujah besokrada kabasha kabaya they see the goodness of the lord likrosofreke dushte inka para de kisete kibaya bilakrada koshte kiba anta kabaya ora kasufleki soparada kabaya yes hallelujah many 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 makasata kabaya are coming to the knowledge of the truth many are receiving christ many hallelujah Hallelujah. Are talking about this gospel to their friends, to their families. Lisufe came roast in the ankle roast of Prakadela. Lushta Kabayala was to Tokobaya. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Yes, Sikama from the Fekedia. Bongrada Kabale Dushte. That family member, that brother, that sister who has refused. Bele Koste Kipayala was Shatakabaya for salvation. Even now, hallelujah, their hearts have been touched. Even now, hallelujah, leko sofika borada kasike biyala bashata kabaya. Ento plakio dofrekisto anta paradiga. Insho malakatiya ora kabasata kabaya. Yes, hallelujah, ya accosted by the angels of the living God. Reko bongro doko boshte kibaya. Leko bosusa ate vizo verekida. Likro doshta apara doshta kabalista. Ento feli Rushta kabaya, eko rondo sofale kotale katia la manda haya. Oh barakabasata, many changing their hearts. Leko sofeki do brosti. Oh brother kabashata, many seeking first the love of Christ. Parakoshte ekre deki baya, and his finished works. Leko pondo shofrakadela. Oh Lord, we bless your holy name. We worship you. We adore you. Yeke pasata kabaya. Leko sofeki da paradi kabashata kabaya. Thank you, precious Father. Oh, yeah, huge harvest of souls. Seven billion souls. Seven billion souls all around the world. Makasataya, discipled. Barokoshtoko baradabasataya. For the Lord Jesus Christ. Ensafeya korakesta aliboshta kabaya. Oh, glory to God. 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 Seven billion souls. Seven billion souls. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Amen. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Depending on what part of the world you connected from at this time, you are welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for the opportunity to lead the saints of God in this time of intercessory prayers. Oh, I'm grateful for the opportunity always. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to session of praise and worship, after which we're going into the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Stay tuned right now. Over to you, dear esteemed Sister Grace. Do have a lovely weekend ahead. Thank you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, as simple as today, before that powerful session of prayer. And thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for the opportunity to lead God's people in worship daily. Thank you so much, Ma. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connected from at this time. Welcome to another time of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Just go ahead and lift up your voice to him, lift up your hands. 
and tell him how beautiful, how wonderful he is. Tell him how excellent he is as our God. Oh, Father, we love you. We give you praise. Hallelujah. The creator that was never created. Self-existent one. How I love, how I love to worship you. God of all creation, the all-sufficient one. How I love, how I love to worship you. The creator that was never created, the self-existent one. How I love, how I love to worship you. God of all creation, the all-sufficient one. How I love, how I love to worship you. You are most beautiful, most excellent. How I love, how I love to worship you. You are most powerful, most glorious. How I love, how I love to worship you. You are most beautiful, most excellent. How I love, how I love to worship you. Lord, you are most powerful, most glorious. How I love, how I love to worship you. Your majesty, your majesty, your majesty, I worship you, King of all, your majesty, your majesty. Your majesty, I worship you. You're the maker of all the earth. Your majesty, oh God, your majesty. Your majesty, I worship you. Mm -hmm. Your majesty, 
Oh, your majesty. Your majesty, I worship you. Oh, God, your majesty. Your majesty. Your majesty, I worship you. Oh, your majesty, your majesty, your majesty, I worship you. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit of God. We give you praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Eskim family. Depending on where you're connected from, I'd like to welcome you all to the Inspired by the World Global Time of Devotion. Thank you for joining us yet again. Praise God. Today is a beautiful day. It is Saturday, the 19th of February, 2022. February is still our month of order. And if you remember very well, a man of God told us to put order in our lives. Put order in your finances, put order in your spiritual life, put order in your family, in your business, in your work. And he says that you would see yourself, you find yourself in places beyond your dreams and imaginations. Things would happen beyond what you ever desired. So ensure that... Um, we, we, we shared the project, the message day shadow, um, two days ago, and we started out with the message on the month of order. So I want to believe that you have um, started listening and following the messages. Yesterday, we listened to purpose, plan, and timing. Um, these are things that will put order in your life. These are messages that will teach you how to put order in your life. So it's very important that you are following the project and message day and you're doing the things that God has asked us to do for the month. Praise God. Just before I, um, I start the de devotional for today, um, we are aware that there's been a lot of um, talks about um, this devotional team and what we do, who we are, and all of that. And... Um, it started at the beginning of the month. We haven't addressed it in the house um, for some reasons, but on Monday, um, I'll take time to talk a little bit about it. Um, there are those who have pulled out of the devotional team um, that is joining us in the daily devotion for, the, for reasons of what they have heard, um, for reasons of what they've been told. And um, I'm also aware that there are those of you who are still here who have been called 
you know, I'm probably told to pull out, to stop attending for different reasons that you were given. Um, we would address it on Monday. So um, if you, so you would understand what's happening and you would know how to answer maybe when you are called, you know, um, some of you don't know us personally. You don't know us in any way. You probably were invited here and then you joined and you stayed because you were being blessed. But it would be good for us to talk about it so that you understand what's happening and you can take your stand, you know, um, and make your decision. Um, we'll talk about it on Monday anyways. So if you also have friends who also have raised that concern or whatever, let them know that we'll discuss it on Monday. Thank you so much. Today's Saturday the 19th and um, the title of today's devotional article is Live Purposefully, praise God, Live Purposefully. Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. You find that in Ephesians 5, 15 to 16, Amplified Classic Translation. And that's our opening test for today. So you're gonna join me as we read the Rhapsody article together. One, two, three, go. Recently, the devil desperately attempted to force the world into the environment of the Antichrist, resulting in so much deception and destruction of lives, livelihoods, and businesses. But thanks be unto God, the church rose to the occasion and truncated all of Satan's plans and stratagems, hallelujah. But why did such things even happen at all? It was because many of God's people were learning the principles of the kingdom to consume upon their lust, measuring their successes with earthly things. They began to live as though this world is all there is, not realizing that life on earth is short. Whether you are a politician, an entrepreneur, civil servant, whoever you are, and whatever activities you are involved in, the end of all things is at hand live purposefully. Refuse to allow anything anything to take your attention away from the Lord. Gain isn't godliness, 1 Timothy 6 and verse 5. Don't think that since you're acquiring possessions and recording success with earthly things, that means you're fulfilling God's will. No, don't use earthly things to measure God's approval. Also, Never think you lost anything for following and serving the Lord with all your heart and with all the all you had, just because you don't seem to have much of this world's goods. The greatest thing in this earth is to serve the Lord with your life and fulfill his purpose for your life. Praise God. Free yourself of all forms of entanglements and encumbrances and serve the Lord joyfully with a pure heart. Don't associate success with God, with the world's symbols of success. Serve God with a perfect heart and be excited to praise him, irrespective of the challenges you might be facing. Praise the Lord. Um, we don't get to talk about this on a daily basis, but on a day like this, it's good that he, it comes home for every one of us. 
um, sometimes we may get carried away by what means what success means in this world. You know, um, the chase for to make money, the desire to um, be financially independent. You know, I want to own a house. I want to buy a car. I want to get this job. I want to do this. I want to be in this place. I want to be in this clique, you know, and then in the advent of social media, you know, you, you see so much and you really, really have to be careful. You see so much on social media. So you see those who um, post pictures of them driving new cars or buying new cars, commissioning their new houses or, one minute. Praise God. Hallelujah. So um, you see a lot of such kind of things on social media. Oh, I just bought a house. I just bought a car. I, 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 you see somebody post a, 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 a picture of them in a private jet. And you, you, you think that these are the things that define success in life. Um, um, there's, there's also this issue, um, many of you know about Big Brother Africa, and you see how that um, certain young people are brought into a room and on a daily basis, immorality is promoted in a craze to win a certain amount of money and some other material gifts. And it seems like a big thing that even some Christians, I, I want to believe that you are not like them. You know, you would sit in your house 24 seven watching Big Brother. I didn't put water in my mouth, I'm calling the name because there are certain things that we really need to talk about and we really need to address. It is the height of carnality for any Christian to sit down to watch Big Brother. You don't need anybody to preach you another gospel. Everything about that show, in its content, in its contest, in its promotion, promotes only the agenda of the devil. How, you, how can you, being a child of God, actually sit in front of the TV to watch a devil's show, and then you are wondering why your life is the way it is? You are wondering why things are, today they are up, tomorrow they are down. You yourself, you are not consistent. You can't be burning for Jesus and burning for Big Brother Africa. You can have so much passion that you can spend 30 minutes of your time to sit down in front of the TV and what you are watching is Big Brother Africa. And people go as much as subscribing for the, 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 the more private access so that they can see all the nudities and every the rubbish and the nonsense that is done on the stuff. See, the time has come for us to declare where we stand. God asked the children of Israel, he said, who is on the Lord's side? Who is on the Lord's side? He had come out, Moses had, had been in, 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 in fellowship with God for 40 days and 40 nights. And then by the time he came out, Moses, um, Aaron had yielded to the pressure of the children of Israel and they had been led astray. They had stood up, they said they rose to play. Go and check the word play. The word play means that they rose to commit fornication. They rose to do different things. They had turned away from God. They said, ah, this Moses that brought us here, we don't know what has become of him. Let us do what we want to do. 
And the next thing, they switched it on God. <laughs> you know, and then when he came back, in different cases there, remember the one we, we read, was it a week ago or two weeks ago? When, um, um, when Moses declared, he said, if you're on the Lord's side, come this way. And the Levites rose and had to even kill their brothers because they had to stand with God. These things are there in the Bible. Nobody's saying kill your brother. But you need to know when to draw the line between these worldly things and serving God. Then if somebody tries to talk to you to, 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 to certain Christians about it, oh no, how dare you? How dare you? That's when they say you are being judgmental. Why are you always condemning Christians? Oh, they cannot correct again. Correction has become condemnation. Brothers and sisters, I'm not going to be apologetic about who I am. I'm not going to be apologetic about teaching the word of God. I would teach the word of God to any, and to the people that I have been sent to, to the people that we, we've had different platforms at different times. Where we have helped people to come to the understanding of this thing called Christianity. Many people think Christianity is what their parents taught them in the house. As much as those things are important, you come to an age of responsibility, which is what adulthood is about. Find out for, your, for yourself, what is Christianity? What does God demand or demands of you? You see sisters who dress anyhow because they came from home where their elder ones dressed anyhow, where their mothers dressed anyhow. Then you talk to them, you are a bad person. Meanwhile, the Bible is clear about decency. I should teach you something else or I should preach you another gospel other than what is in the Bible. Is that what you want? Then you should stop joining this devotion. And you know, the funny thing is how somebody else tries to tell you how this same me that tries to amplify the gospel for you, tries to amplify pastor's voice for you and calls you and tells you how that I'm devilish. And then people actually jump out of this devotion. But it's not so much of a big deal. I said we'll talk about that on Monday. For doing the word of God, some of us have been labeled as many things. Some of us have been insulted. Some of us have been cursed. But I'm not about to change. I am not apologetic about who I am. I am not apologetic about my stance for the gospel, about my stand with the man of God. I've been privileged to be in so many meetings where pastor has addressed these things. For instance, we have Christians who would organize weddings. And all the music they play in their wedding are worldly music. How dare you? And you say you are a Christian. I've been in the meeting where Pastor Chris has addressed it. Then I would go for a wedding of a loved one that I knew was in that meeting. Of a loved one that has heard Pastor Chris address it, yet they will still play worldly music. If Amaka talk, Amaka is being critical. Amaka is being condemnatory. No, I will remind you that the man of God actually said it. If you're going to hate me for it, go ahead and hate me. What kind of world are we living in? What kind of Christianity do we want to practice? The Christianity we've been called to practice is not the way you like it. It's the way God likes it. God doesn't take sides. If myself and Brother Martins has an issue, God is not going to be determining between Brother Martins and Sister Maka who is right and who is wrong and to take sides with us. There's only one side that God has. He takes the side of his word. It is his own side. Man is meant to take sides with God. God does not owe any of us any responsibility of taking sides with any of us. So at every point in time in your life, find out what is God's side about the matter. This is what we try to amplify here. 
This is what we try to reiterate again and again. See what God said in his word. This is what pastor is trying to tell us. And then it's up to you to decide. Do you want to do the word or you want to do flesh? You want to do things how you feel. I don't feel good about it. No, Christianity is not about how you feel. Christianity is a walk in the spirit. It's a walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's a day that walk after the flesh. They that walk after their feelings, they cannot please God. If you're going to live life by your feelings, you cannot please God. He said that he that cometh to God must know that he is a rewarder of him, those that diligently seek him. What kind of life do you want? How often we say here, when we all stand before God, God is not going to ask you what school you went to and what certificate you got. If you went to school at all, the question will be, what did you do in school? How many people heard about Jesus while you were in school? What impact did you make in the lives of the people that you met while in school? Because school was supposed to be a vehicle for you at that point in your life. God's not going to ask you if you worked in Microsoft or if you worked in Google or if you worked in Facebook. The craze to work in this so-called um, 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 multinational companies. Oh, I worked here, I worked here, I worked here. It's not going to matter in heaven. What would matter at all is in that place that you worked, what impact did you make for the gospel? Have you heard that any man who died out of this world went with his car, went with his private jet, went with his house? We don't leave the earth with these things. And you see, as much as, oh, we're going to acquire financial and material wealth in this world, especially in these last days, but be sensitive in the realm of the spirit to know when to begin to sell and to put the money into the gospel. Don't leave this world and at the end of the day, you left um, properties and cars and different things worth hundreds of millions. You left it for the Antichrist. That you, you should be sensitive in the spirit to know the clicking of the clock as to the timing of the rapture. For instance, if the rapture is like three months away, by then you should know, you should, be, you should be moved in the realm of the spirit to begin to sell those cars, to sell houses. We must leave this world and empty our wealth. We will not leave our word for the Antichrist. So when he says live purpose, purposefully, you have to make up your mind to be a Christian. Brothers and sisters, the number of houses you get, the number of cars you drive, the, number, the people you associate with is not going to determine your rank in heaven. It's not going to determine your reward in heaven, who you are, what you are doing, who God has made you, what he has given you. The, ex, exp, the, 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 the expression of the righteousness of God on the earth. This stands that we stand for the gospel, that we insist on the truth and the truth being done in our places of relationships. These are the things that will count when we all stand before God in heaven. And it matters that we live our lives purposefully. So look at your life. What matters to you? What drives you? What inspires you? What forms you on on a daily basis? Ask yourself these questions and, and, and access your life if you are really on the right track. Can you boldly say that you are living purposefully? I was talking to, to, to one of our sisters in this place yesterday. I said, see, I, I'm, I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of what I stand for. I may have been misunderstood year in, year out. I may have been misjudged. I may have been mistreated. Things may have been said about me, but I am proud that I stand for what I stand. I always stand for the truth. You can't be around me and not know me. To not know me is, to, is, is a choice. To say that you could misunderstand my motive and my purpose for the things I do is a choice. Because you can't be with me for five minutes and not contact the passion that I have for Christ. You, can, you cannot not understand my loyalty to the man of God. 
If you misunderstand it, it was a choice. So I dare you to stand out. I dare you to stand for the word of God in a world that promotes darkness, in a world that wants to make what is wrong seem right. Don't, don't compromise on your Christianity. Don't. Because I, try, I tell you, in these last days, the Bible says the love of many will wax cold. It says many shall become lovers of themselves. Selfish. All they are pursuing is what? It's, it's position, titles, and powers. Different things. And not love for God. Draw the line. Don't compromise on your Christianity. The times will get tougher. Sometimes it may be as though you are the only one standing around you. It may be as though you are the only one who is really putting the word of God to work. I know what I speak of. I know what I speak of, brothers and sisters. But stand strong. And that is why this place is called inspired by the word. You cannot be here and not know what the word of God says about you. You cannot be here and not know God's stands concerning the matters of life so that you can stand. He says, stand therefore, stand. Standing is a choice. Falling is a choice. I choose to stand. I don't care if I'm misunderstood. I don't care if I'm misjudged. I don't care if I'm mistreated. I will stand and I continue to stand. And I dare you to stand. I may not be in the places where you are. I may not know what you are going through. I may not know if you are being persecuted for doing the right thing. We've had such stories. Some of us have been there. You actually did the right thing, yet you were punished. Stand. Don't be offended. I've told you, refuse to be persecuted out of the church. The church is your father's house. Nobody should drive you out of your father's house. If titles are taken away from you, if offices are taken away from you, they, you, you, you were first a Christian before you had those opportunities. Practice your Christianity outside of those offices. Sit down in church. Show up. Be a Christian. Be a Christian. I'm going to hand over to esteemed Pastor Oinye. These things are going to get tougher because the devil is mad and he's coming after everyone he can come after. But be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Stand strong in the word. Resist him in faith. And faith comes only by hearing. And hearing comes by the word of God. Don't joke with these daily devotions. Don't joke with the project and message a day. Let your personal testimony be a witness for you of who we are and what we stand for. We are not a church. We're just a group of Christians who want to stand strong till the rapture. I'll talk more about that on Monday. God bless you, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. Over to you, esteemed Pastor Nye. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, depending on where you are connected from at the moment. Thank you, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. We are going to go over to the Bible study segment of this devotion. Thank you, esteemed Pastor Deborah, for sharing your screen. We are taking a further study. Second Timothy, okay, Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12 says that, and, the, and now, Israel, what doth the Lord say thy God require of thee, but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, and to love him, and serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, 14 to 15. For the love of Christ constrained us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them 
and rose again. Second Timothy chapter three, one to two. And this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. Wow. Praise the Lord. We're going to take the confessions together. Please do not unmute your mic. Just repeat after me. Irrespective of the difficulties in today's world and the challenges that may come my way, I remain excited about Jesus. Hallelujah. About the Holy Spirit, about the Word of God, and about serving the Lord. By the guidance of the Spirit, I serve God joyfully and with a perfect heart, prepared and alert as the coming of the Lord draws near. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're going to go to so, so, just before you read the Bible for today. Remember, um, today is Saturday, and I did say that parents should prepare their children who have testimonies um, to share. So at the end of today's devotion, we'll take testimonies, and we're going to start with the children, and it might just be them only, except we'll have more time. So um, their parents, all your children that are always shouting, I'm alive, I'm alive, some of them have testimonies. Um, We'd like to hear from them this morning. So please prepare to get them to share their testimonies. Praise God. Over to you, esteemed Pastor Onye. Thank you, Ma. Thank you, esteemed Pastor Deborah, for sharing your screen. We are going to go to Mark chapter 4. We are on the Passion Translation. Caption, Parable of the Sower. Once again, Jesus went to teach the people at the shore of Galilee. And a massive crowd surrounded him. The crowd was so huge that he had to get into a boat and teach the people from there. He taught them many things by using parables to illustrate spiritual truths, saying, Consider this. A sower went out to sow. As he sowed, some fell along the beaten path, and soon the birds came and ate it. Some fell onto gravel with non-top soil and quickly sprouted since the soil had no depth. But when the days grew hot, the sprouts were scorched and withered because they had insufficient roots. Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and it choked it. And it yielded no fruits, but some fell onto good rich soil that kept producing a good harvest. Some yielded 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. If you understand this, then you need to respond. Caption, the purpose of parables. Afterward, Jesus' disciples and those close to him remained, remained behind to ask Jesus about his parables. He said to them, the privilege of intimately knowing the mystery of God's kingdom's realm has been granted to you, but not to others. Where everything is revealed in parables, for even when they see what I do, they will not understand. And when they hear what I say, they will learn nothing. Otherwise, they will repent and be forgiven. Then he said to them, if you don't understand this parable, how will you understand any parable? Let me explain. The farmer sows the message of the kingdom, 
What falls on the beaten paths represent those who hear the message, but immediately Satan appears and snatches it from their hearts. And what is sown on the gravel represents those who hear the message and receive it joyfully. But because their hearts fail to sink to a deep root, they don't endure for long. For when trouble or persecution comes on the account of the message, they immediately wait and fall away. And what is sown among tongues represents those who hear the message, but they allow the cares of this life and the seduction of wealth and the desires for other things to crowd out and choke the message so that it produces nothing. But what's on so, what is sown on good soil represents those who open their hearts to receive the message and their lives bear good fruits. Some yield a harvest of 30, 60, and even a hundredfold. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Ma, for the opportunity. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Old Testament segment of our one-year Bible reading plan. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for your amazing um, leadership and personality. Um, Thank you, Pastor David, for helping us to share the screen. Today we're reading the book of Leviticus, chapter 15. And the Living Bible. The Lord told Moses and Aaron to give the people of Israel these further instructions. Any man who has a genital discharge is ceremonially defiled. This applies not only while the discharge is active, but also for a time after it heals. Any bed he lies on and anything he sits on is contaminated. So anyone touching the man's bed is ceremonially defiled until the evening and must wash his clothes and bed himself. Anyone sitting on a seat the man has sat upon while defiled is himself ceremonially impure until the evening and must wash his clothes and bed himself. The same instructions apply to anyone touching him. Anyone he spits on is ceremonially impure until the evening and must wash his clothes and bed himself. Any saddle he rides on his defiled. Anyone touching or carrying anything else that was beneath him shall be defiled until evening and must wash his clothes and bed himself. If the defiled man touches anyone without first rinsing his hands, that person must wash his clothes and bed himself and be defiled until evening. Any earthen pots touched by the defiled man must be broken and every wooden utensil must be rinsed in water. When the discharge stops, he shall begin a seven-day cleansing ceremony by washing his clothes and bathing in running water. On the eighth day, he shall take two turtle doves or two young pigeons and come before the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle and give himself to the priest. The priest shall sacrifice them there, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. Thus, the priest shall make atonement before the Lord for the man because of his discharge. Verse 16, whenever... A man's semen goes out of from him, he shall take a complete bath and be ceremonially impure until the evening. Any clothing or bedding the semen spews on must be washed and remain ceremonially defiled 
until evening. After sexual intercourse, the woman as well as the man must bathe, and they are ceremonially defiled until the next evening. Whenever a woman menstruates, she shall be in a state of ceremonial defilement for seven days afterwards. And during that time, anyone touching her shall be defiled until evening. Anything she lies on or sits on during that time shall be defiled. Anyone touching her bed or anything she sits upon shall wash his clothes and bathe himself and be ceremonially defiled until evening. A man having sexual intercourse with her during this time is ceremonially defiled for seven days, and every bed he lies upon shall be defiled. If the menstrual flow continues after the normal time or at some irregular time during the month, the same rules apply as indicated above, so that anything she lies upon during that time is defiled, just as it would be during her normal menstrual period, and everything she sits on is in a similar state of defilement. Anyone touching her bed or anything she sits on shall be defiled and wash clothes, and shall wash his clothes and bits and be defiled until evening. Seven days after the menstruation stop, she is no longer ceremonially defiled. On the eighth day, she shall take two turtle doves or two young pigeons and bring them to the priest at the entrance of the tabernacle. And the priest shall offer one for a sin offering and the other for a bond offering and make atonement for her before the Lord for her menstrual defilement. In this way, you shall cleanse the people of Israel from their defilement, lest they die because of, my, of defiling my tabernacle that is among them. This then is the law for the man who is defied by a genital disease or a seminal or a seminal, seminal emission and for a woman's menstrual period and for anyone who has sexual intercourse with her while she is in a period of defilement afterwards. Just reading this, what comes to my mind is thank you, Jesus. Over to you, Esteem Brahmatis. Thank you so much, Esteem Brahmatis. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the Esteem Stamaka for this wonderful privilege that goes through the affirmation and the communion segment. Praise God. We start our affirmation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name first, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. At this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to please unmute your mics as we take our formation at the count of three. My name is I'm <laughs> 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 
Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. At this point, we're going straight to the communion segment of today's meeting. Praise God. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed to bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore Jesus Christ, the Lord. At every point in time, wherever you find yourself, in whatever situation, whatever the challenge is, Jesus is still on the throne. His name still wrote miracles. His name still does signs and wonders. His name still has that instantaneous power to cause things to align. And even today, as you break this bread, be conscious that Jesus is king of all. Be conscious that he's the creator that was never created. Be conscious that he's in you, he's with you. Everywhere you go, his presence is abide, has abided with you. Thus, nothing can stand against you successfully. And even now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as we break this bread, we are firm. That in him we live, move, and have our being. We are firm that he is Lord of our lives. And as we go forth this day, we carry his divine presence everywhere. We're just going forth to conquer and to conquer. We're just going forth to make the crooked way straight. Thank you, Lord God, for you told us, because we know that every word you speak, we see it come to pass. Lord, you told us that there will be a speedy answer. Yes, you told us that everything we walk out in, in 48 hours, 
And Lord, we hold onto your word, your martial word this day. And yes, we see your word come to pass in our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Speedy resolution by the power of the Holy Ghost. Speedy resolution in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Praise God. While we're taking a break, something came to my mind like a flash. Like a flash. When Jesus was about to be crucified, he was taken to Pilate. From Pilate, he was taken to Herod. He was judged before the chief priest. He was judged before Herod. He was judged before Pilate. Within the space of a few hours, he was condemned to death. He was crucified. In the normal world today, you'll be given time. You will go from one court, maybe after the appeal court, after the um, high court to the appeal court, then to the Supreme Court. But you will have to, they'll, they'll, it will take time, sometimes three months, a year, two years before a verdict is given. But that of Christ happened in few hours. Listen, brothers and sisters, what is that verdict you're waiting for? That speedy resolution, it will no longer take time. Few hours from now, you think they won't do it on a Saturday. They will sit because of you. If it means for them to do a Zoom online meeting because of you, Pali Gross, Lajate, Lofro, Likros, Agida, Kakondosufre, Negredi, Libo, Libo, Lehus, Alinda, Ujigu, Parkro, Frick, to Bori, Divron, Lokronsky. They will do it. And it will be a successful outcome by the power of the Holy Ghost. After the same manner, also he took the cup when they had stopped. After the same manner, also he took the cup when they had stopped, saying, This cup is in New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the lost death till he come. Lord, thank you. I see a death that has lingered for a while. And they've threatened you. They've done everything. They, they just want to, um, they want to embarrass you in a, in a most disgraceful way. But guess what? They are sitting today and they will call you and say, okay, you know what? Give us what you have. Let's forgive the rest. Yes, depths are cancelled by the power of the Holy Ghost this morning. By the power of the Holy Ghost. They will meet because of you. Lagos Zoom Takori Bragadila Hagadi. 
Father, we thank you for the cup of the everlasting covenant in the blood of Jesus. As we take this cup, we declare the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are blood washed, we are sanctified, we are glorified, fit for your use, O oh God. We are one with you, intermingled with your spirits. Thank you, Lord, for that which you wrote in our life. We say thank you. So you'll be all the glory forever in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take the cup. Oh, Zagabundu Ragadigris, oh, Shiki Vroglumra, Skeda Hakundi. And this Kasundish give Reklirons, Ali of Ragadori, Kidonskish, Kidonskish. Mali Bradons, Kovra, DJ, Proclofrato, Satigos, Akabunda Kori, Rabadori, Gigos, Alinga, Savartija, Lamandia. It is raining blessings. It is raining blessings. It is raining blessings. And when I told you my word to come to the throne of grace and obtain mercy in the time of need, come to the throne of mercy and obtain grace in the time of need. Yes, that grace has been poured out even now, poured out even now by the power of the Holy Ghost. Grace for acceptability. Grace. Grace by which, yes, they accept your works and they give you the jobs by the power of the Holy Ghost. Grace. Grace. Grace, 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 grace for your family. Grace, great grace is lavished upon you even this day. Yes, it is blessings upon blessings by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Stamaka for this wonderful privilege. Thank you so much. And I stand with you till the rapture. At this point, I'll kindly hand over to the esteemed Pastor Onye to take us through the celebration segment of the meeting. Thank you, everyone, and ensure you have a most splendid day filled with blessings and grace. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you once more, Ma, for the, for the opportunity. Thank you, esteemed Brother Martin. So, hallelujah, praise the Lord, glory to God. Okay, we are going over to the celebration segments of the devotional. If today is your first time, kindly let us meet you. Please go to the chat room and write, post your name, where you are connected from, and who invited you. If today is your birthday, birthday of a loved one, wedding anniversary, whatever it is you are celebrating, we would like to celebrate with you. Can you go to the chat room and let us know? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wow. Today is your first time. Please, we want to meet with you. We want to celebrate with you. If today is your birthday, birthday of a loved one, wedding anniversary, whatever it is you are celebrating, we, are, we want to celebrate with you as a family. Please kindly go to the chat room. And wow, Sister Bukola says, uh, I'm Bukola, invited, connected from Nigeria, invited by Pastor Precious. You are welcome, Sister Bukola. You are in for a great time, I told you. God bless you as you keep joining us every day. Your life will never remain the same. Thank you so much for joining. Oh, hallelujah. 
if today is your birthday, birthday of your loved one, please let us meet you, let us know so that we can celebrate with you. Oh, Cherin said, I was invited by Ghana. Please, Sister Cherin, where are you connected from? We want to know. But you are welcome. You are welcome to Inspired by the World Daily Devotional, and we are excited to have you. Wow, Sister Cherin said she's connected from Cameroon. Wow, you are welcome, Sister Chevin. You are in for a great time, I tell you. Tino says, today is my sister's birthday. Her name is Oma. Happy birthday, esteemed Sister Oma. God's blessings now and always. Tino says, I was invited by Sister Bridget. I'm connected by from Zambia. Wow, Tino, you are you are most welcome. We are excited to have you in our midst and you are in for a great time, I tell you. Just keep connecting every day and your life will never remain the same. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, uh, we are waiting for more birthday celebration. Today is Saturday. We should have many, many birthdays to celebrate. Birthdays, wedding anniversary, any anniversary or celebration. Please let us celebrate with you. Okay. Okay, Sister Hasela says today is my sister's birthday. Please, what's your sister's name? Mata. Happy birthday, esteemed Sister Mata. God's blessings now and always. Birthdays, birthdays, birthdays. Anniversaries. Wow. Okay. I'm going to hand over to esteemed Sister Maka to pray for the celebrants and for those that are joining us for the first time. Thank you, everyone. Do have an amazing weekend of testimonies. Thank you so much. Over to you, esteemed Sister Maka. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Onye. Thank you for an amazing celebration time. Glory to God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for those who joined us today. No one comes to you except he's drawn by you. Everyone that you have brought here, you have brought here for a purpose. And in days, in weeks, you help them unveil those things and to see for themselves in a new way all that you have planned out for them. We pray that those who have joined us today, their testimonies will not be different. They will experience you in a new way. They will experience the understanding of your word in a whole new way even as they commit to showing up and giving attention to the word on a daily basis. Yes, the word of God is building them up and delivering unto them their inheritance. This will be their best year yet in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I pray also for those who are celebrating their birthdays or an anniversary or an occasion, whatever it is. I pray that today will be a most special day for them. And it will be the beginning of massively great things that you are <clears throat> that you're going to start with them today. Thank you, Father. Those who have questions that they've asked you, let today be a day of answer. Those who have been persecuted, let today be a day of vindication. Let today be a day of reward, a day of honor for those who have served and labored in love. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Glory to God. Congratulations, everyone of you who have joined us for the first time today, and also to those celebrating their birthdays. Glory to God. 
okay, at this moment, we have about 19 minutes to take some testimonies. Do we have parents whose children are ready to share? Can you raise your hand? Okay, Sister Margaret, I was expecting you. I need to hear that your daughter's words that keep saying I'm alive. <laughs> Praise God. Mm -hmm. All right, Sister Mata, you can unmute. Go ahead. Okay, Sister good Margaret. morning, everyone. Good morning, good evening. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm going to hand over to my daughter now. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Nzako Sitole from South Africa. My mom is Margaret Sitole. I have a testimony. Last year, before my mom joined the Rhapsody, I loved to play at the streets, but things have changed now. I pray with my mom. My dreams have changed. I dream about things that will happen tomorrow. Even I focus on my studies more. I thank you, Mama, Pastor Amaraga, and all the co-hosts for, for everything. Thank you. Oh, like she should not end. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much what did you say is her name again i was so carried away with the beautiful voice my name is ntakosi tole ntakosi right Mr. Mm, Margaret, ah. can you post it on the chat so we can pronounce it well okay it's so beautiful to hear your voice and thank you for sharing your testimony and thank you for praying and fellowshipping with mommy on a daily basis. And thank you for always shouting, am I right? You are indeed a light. Thank you. And you would be a light to your generation in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Margaret. All right. Is there any other person who would like their kids to share their testimony? Anyone else? Sister Margaret, you wanted to say something? You still have another testimony? No, ma. Thank you so much, ma. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Any other parent who has a child who would like to share their testimony? Okay. Esteemed Pastor Oini, please go ahead. Sister Adenike, I'm coming to you. Esteemed Pastor Oini. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. Congratulations, um, Sister Margaret. <laughs> she saw she has a beautiful voice. Okay. Um, I have a lot of testimonies, but uh, there's one that I'm just, I really want to share because this is the weekend, what Martin talked about. So I really, I really am excited. Okay. Um, you know, we just gave our test your testimony, your personal testimony. Yes. I, Okay, okay, my, let's my take children the children here, first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's take the kids yet, so we'll come back to you. All right, thank okay. you so much. Sister Adenike. Okay. My name is Daniel, and my testimony is that um, I, the doctor said I have allergies before, but now that I've been taking the chameleon, and running this devotion every day, they are going bit by bit. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Wow, Daniel, so good to hear your voice. I've personally met Daniel before. He's an amazing young guy. So he said the doctors told him he had certain allergies before, but as he breaks bread on a daily basis and he fellowships with us, he said those allergies are disappearing. 
one after the other. And indeed, the Lord perfects that which he has started in the life of Daniel. And Daniel will fulfill God's purpose for his life without reproach. And he would live a long, fulfilled life until the rapture in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Sister Adenike, thank you so much for allowing Daniel to share his testimony. All right, Sister Kelvin Harris, over to you. Sister Kelvin Harris, are you there? Yeah, I'm very sorry. I don't know if the kids are done because it's my personal testimony. Oh, your personal testimony. Okay, let's just give them, um, hold on a second. I want to be sure that the kids are done. Do we have any other child in the house? Any parent? If you're a parent and you like your kids to share their testimony, and when I mean kids, I mean if they're your children, you know, whether they're 18 years old or 20 years old, they're still your kids. So if you have, um, I'm aware that there are families who have connected here as more like their family devotion on a daily basis. So if there's anyone in your household that has a testimony, please feel free to share. Okay, so while we're waiting, Pastor Oinye, go ahead and share your testimony. Okay, um, thank you so much, Ma, for the opportunity. Um, um, I think it's also a, my niece's testimony on her behalf. Actually, I'm testifying on her behalf. Her birthday is two days, um, in two days' time. That's um, on Tuesday. Now, um, we just gave first foods. I know how that could have been. And I was talking to her last week. I was talking to her mom, and the mom said, ah, her name is Danielle. So Danielle has been calling your name. She said I should tell you that her birthday is next week. My mind, I say, ha. <laughs> because I'm like, hey, we just gave first food on, you know? And as if that was not enough, she, two days later, she actually puts, used her mom's phone to call me. And she was like, Auntie Pio, that's what she calls me. Auntie Pio, Auntie Pio, you're opening my birthday. My mind, I say, ha, ha, opening your birthday. Does this guy know what he means? And I'm like, hey, this is where I know, you know? Uh, because I'm like, <laughs> we just gave first food. So I don't know if this girl. So anyway, I told her, pray for Auntie Pio. If Auntie Pio, as soon as Auntie Pio, money comes to Auntie Pio, you don't have a problem, you know? So, um, but that kept bothering me because she's my favorite, actually. And I checked everywhere. I said, Kai, I need to open this girl. I cannot be explaining to her that I just gave my first food. Actually, even if I give my first, I'm supposed to live in plenty. You know, even though personally I don't have any, I don't have any wants, but I really needed to do something about her birthday because I've always promised her that don't worry, your birthday, auntie will scatter everywhere for you, you know. So um I I think it was two nights on Thursday nights, just first thing in the morning. I didn't know that it so bothered me that before the devotion, I, I was awake and I was thinking, I thought, am I going to do to this little for this little girl? And I just said, okay, maybe I'll go and I'll just borrow money from somewhere. That's what I just told myself because I don't, I didn't have the mind to go and be giving her stories. Then we broke the bread and Brother Martin said in 48 hours, automatically what came to my mind was that particular situation because I had God, I need to give, I need to do something for my little niece, you know, and I felt, ah, it's her birthday and she has been a blessing to me personally. I love her so much and I don't want to, I don't want to go back with the excuse really. So I believed God that money was going to come to me 
So now, yesterday, just before the devotion again, as I woke up, you know, after Brother Martin said those words, I noticed that him too, he went to post on the group and received it for himself. That means I knew that he could have only been prophecy as in, he came, it was not a faith-filled word, it was a really a prophecy that came. So I received it. Then yesterday, that was on Friday, as I woke up before I was preparing for devotion, I really was excited, I was like, ah, my 48 hours is many 24 hours, you know, hey, morning, you get, I was just excited. I didn't know where that was going to come from. And I didn't put it in my mind anyway, because I didn't know people have promised me money, but you know, we just gave first food. So I didn't want to ask anybody for any money or anything, because in my mind, I'm like, please let everybody be, you know. So just yesterday, again, but Martin said it was going to be an exciting weekend and that we are going to be the first beneficiaries. He said that in our group. Me, I danced. I, I was really expectant, but I've forgotten everything in the evening. As I entered my house and checked my phone, I, I realized that, first of all, I saw a message. Hi, when you go and check your account, I sent you so and so dollars. I said, hey, Jesus. I went and checked. Wow, dollars in my account. I'm so happy for my, for my niece because she was so celebrating her birthday. She just, <laughs> I'm very excited because it's an amazing weekend because as you see me now, be paying. After this meeting, to go to my knees. Okay, what do you want? Auntie is here. Auntie is ready. Please, can we celebrate this birthday on Tuesday? So I'm so excited. Thank you so much, man, for the opportunity. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so people want to be your niece, so. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Congratulations, esteemed Pastor Oye. And, um, you know, sometimes the word of God comes and you just think that, oh, that's another word. To think that the next devotion, she was still reminding herself that this is 24 hours to go. What Brother Martin said, what the Lord said from Brother Martin's, I must experience it. We have to always be intentional about the words that we receive to see them come to pass in our lives. Praise God. So congratulations, yes, in Pastor Oinye. And congratulations to your niece. Happy birthday to her in advance. All right, Sister Kelvin Harris, over to you. Okay, thank you, Ma. Good morning, family. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. Um, my testimony, okay, I'll just try and make it brief. Um, I lost my mom in 2018. And because of the way she died, um, you know, my the circumstances surrounding it, my father, for me, it felt like he dealt with it, like he had made peace with it. You know, I actually didn't see him cry. I didn't see him cry. I think it was just on the day she passed. So that was the only day he cried. So he just braced up, you know, and went through the burial and everything. So after that, I, I thought that my father was fine. You know, my sister had to come down from Lagos. All of us, I think she's our last. So all of us in our house, we decided to chip in and um, get her to start her master's. Um, in a closer university to my dad. So it was easier for him to have someone at home with him. And because he and my mom, they'd been alone for a while together. So with my sister's presence, so we felt he was good and he was okay. Now we were dealing with her that, you know, together as siblings, I didn't even know that he had his own struggles, you know, considering that. He was, you know, the husband, he was, he was struggling alone and we didn't even notice it, you know. 
So he, he, every time I call him, he's always busy. He's either he's doing this or he's doing that. You know, he he I will, if I ask him to come over to come to my house, you know, stay with us a while, he will always give excuses. He will say he's busy with this or he has that meeting or he's he has that stuff. You know, he's always so I felt he was you know busy really. So I didn't know, and I would call my sister. So my sister would be like. Mm, that is not feeling fine, no, but he's getting better. So uh, then I, 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 I'll call him. I was like, if you're not feeling fine, why not come around? Like, I can take care of you. My husband can take care of you. We're experts in that area and everything. And he'd be like, no, no, no. It was just his legs. Maybe his leg is just the weather. So he, he didn't want to, you know, bother us kind of. So during um, Christmas last year, I, I everybody, like, there's this thing we do in our family. We do Christmas. We share those Christmas. Since my mom died, we share the Christmas to um, each of the siblings' houses. Like we'll do this year here, we'll do the other year with the other person. That kind of a thing because we felt that it would, it would be cumbersome for my dad if all of us just pack up and go to his house for Christmas. Since my mom is not there anymore, kind of, kind of you know, bring all the Christmas memories to him and everything. So last year, I got him to travel with my kids and everybody, and they traveled to my sister's house for Christmas. And I felt that, you know, it was good for him and everything. So during the day, um, Sister Maka was praying, there was this lady that testified, you know, she had lost her dad and had gone down in depression and everything. You know, I, I actually, for a fleeting moment, I remembered my dad, but I told my, I shook it up. I was like, he's fine now, he's okay. But then, in case if, if any of my siblings are struggling with my mom's death, you know, I received that healing for them because we were very close to her and everything. So I, I didn't even know until I went home, you know, to see my dad. I, I, I'm, I'm always very kind of busy. And even if I go home, I don't even go to their room. You know, we have our room. I, I have other things I need to do. I hardly go to spend time with him in his room. So one of those days I traveled and when I don't know for some reason I went to my father's room to speak with him and for some reason I opened my mom's wardrobe and I was shocked it was like a shrine like a museum you know I didn't know that my dad was so grieved that he was still washing my mom's work clothes and ironing them and hanging them you would think that my mom just maybe stepped out for a while you wouldn't know she had died for years and my mom, my dad would clean her shoes, keep them as if, you know, she just wore them yesterday, her jewelries. It was as if, you know, it, it, I was, I was shocked. I was shocked. Like it's been three years. Everything is as if they were even cleaner when my mom was around, you know, my mom, she, my dad is that kind of person that gathers things together. My mom is like the opposite. She threw things around. And because she has this habit of like in my house, all the juice, all the drinks, all the sweets, they, are, they kind of have a place in her wardrobe. So it's from her wardrobe that she brings it out. So I, just, I think that was what I went there to get. And then I saw what I saw. It was, it was, I felt so sad. I felt so sad for my dad. I didn't know that he was struggling that much. I didn't know. And I felt suddenly I just remembered her passing and everything, you know. He didn't, he didn't see me though. And, you know, looking at my mom's box, it was, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 it was very, I just felt, I felt so sad. Like I said, it was like, I lost my mom all over again. And I started grieving all over again. So during our prayer, the seven days fast, 
I didn't, I didn't want to in the general, my, my siblings didn't know that that was happening. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to come out and say it out loud because I'm, it might be embarrassing to him or kind of, I was just trying to be very sensitive because I don't know the extent of his grief and the extent of his depression because he was putting up a bold front. You know, my dad is a macho kind of person. He doesn't even get sick. I can't remember him being sick or being down, you know, like covering and everything. So I didn't want to bring it up, but I was praying about it. So it was on the day, we brought out a day, I, I told my siblings that we're going to take out one day and pray just for him. So that particular day, we were just praying for my dad and I prayed intensely for him, for him to deal with that grief, you know, for him to be able to move on. Sorry, I don't want to get very emotional here. So I, after the prayers and after the prayers and everything, I just kept remembering everything I saw at home, you know. So after the prayers, I just believed that he was answered. I just believed that God has healed him emotionally. So I kept talking to him. I kept following him up. You know, I would talk to him, you know, talk with him, with the word, pray with him and everything. And then I would ask him how he's doing. So one of those days for the very first time in three years since we lost my mom, almost four years now, my dad broke down and was actually forthright with me. Told me how much he missed her. Told me all he was struggling with. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so. So, so. So we prayed, but the testimony was that he said that since after the seven days of fast and prayers, that he feels great, you know, that he feels healed, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't feel sad anymore that the hole that she left, that we've given him a reason to live, that doing the prayers, you know, us coming to together we, we we do prayers in my house every month every first of every month so he said for the father we took out that seven days to pray and fast and that after that day that he's great that he feels he feels healed you know he, he, he told me a lot of things he told me a number of things things I didn't even know I didn't even know I didn't even know they were that close you know I didn't even I didn't I didn't know, but I didn't start imagine, imagining the kind of relationship I have with my husband. And I started imagining if suddenly he's taken away from me, you know, how I would feel. I started relating to his pain and I now made myself more available. And, you know, I made the world available to him. He's an Anglican catechist. So for them, the, uh, the word is like, you know, there's this doctrine, you know, we rehearse. There's, I'm sorry, but there's really not an in-depth kind of, so I, I kind of opened up the word to him and asked him, asked the Holy Spirit to help reveal the mysteries of the gospel to him. And, and my dad, I just want to testify that my dad is getting better. He's more cheerful now. He's always available. He even came down to be with us and he said he's coming back next week. You know, he's happier when he calls. That, that shrill in his voice is gone, you know that edge is gone and it's, I just want to thank God for rescuing my dad because I didn't even know 
how fast he was going, but now he's the one calling, praying, blessing us, telling us he's going to live longer, he's going to be with us. He will tell my kids he's going to be there at their wedding. You know, he has plans now. He can be futuristic. And funny thing I noticed, he's beginning to refer to my mom in past tense. You know, I didn't even know until I saw what I saw. And I now understood that anytime my father is talking about my mom, he doesn't talk about her like he's gone. He doesn't use past tense. He will always talk to her, you know, talk about her in the present. Like maybe she went out and she's just coming back, you know, you know, she's, he wants to say your mom was like, no, he wouldn't say mom was like, he would say, you know, your mom is like this. You know that he, he's always, he's, she's always there. So, but now I can see little by little that he's beginning to let go. And I just want to thank God for it. And, you know, to just keep upholding in the place of prayer that he gets totally and perfectly healed. Praise God, praise God, praise God. You know, some of you may not know the meaning of this testimony, except you've been there. And I remember very well the day we actually spent time to pray for people who were grieving because of a loss of a loved one and how um, it has impacted their lives and basically taking away everything from them. They are just, their eyes are open, they're looking at you, but they are not there. You know, and Yes, I remember a lady sharing her testimony, one of our sisters, how, you know, after that prayer, you know, for the first time, she said she had gotten over the death of her mom and she was no longer depressed. She was happier, you know, of course, even um, participating in the daily devotion, she said she got her life back. So um, we are sensitive to these things and we understand the impact they can have in the life of someone, praise God. Um, it's already 7.33 and um, we're going to call it a day. Thank you to everyone who shared their testimony. Sister Linda, I would give you the opportunity to share a testimony tomorrow. Um, please, Pastor Onye, have it in mind. Praise God. So it's been a beautiful time of um, fellowship today and we have been inspired by all the testimonies that we've heard. Thank you everyone for sharing and thank you all of you for joining us and for being patient up to this time to hear the testimonies. And if there's anyone here who is grieving in any way, who is hurt, um, maybe it might not be from a death of a loved one, maybe you were betrayed, maybe you were, however the hurt has come, um, maybe someone you were in a relationship with or in a marriage with left you. We pray for you that the comfort of the spirit will be yours in abundance. And you see, the comfort is always available. We pray that you would have the courage to embrace the comfort because sometimes it's you embracing it. So the spirit of God will have access to your heart to comfort and to help you get all over the heart and to make you see the opportunities ahead and to make you realize that life will be better than your past. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, at this moment, please join me as we unmute and share the benediction. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the love of God, the Holy Spirit,
Bye. 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 Bye.